You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 29. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi there, Phil here, and welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts every week. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And now let's chat with today's feature guest, Stuart Noakes. Stuart has been an IT consultant since the mid-90s. In 2000, Stuart set up TCL, an independent software testing consultancy, growing the company to around 150 employees. TCL was subsequently acquired by Qualitest in 2012. Stuart has since used his entrepreneurial experience to help both new and established organisations to innovate and change. So Stuart, can I ask you to expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much for having me here today. Really, really good to be involved. Um, I, th- I think you know the, the TCL journey is an interesting one to begin with because I I started the company when I was 26 and I had physics degrees as a background from defence companies and also in utilities companies, but I had no idea what what I was doing in business. And I learned a lot over the 13 years of TCL, a lot about businesses and organisations and developing people on top of the technical skills and different experiences I had. Uh, and what I've done since then, since the acquisition, is, is basically use my time to use all of those skills with different startups in different countries and then learn again from them as I go into, into new places and new challenges. So it has, shall I say, been quite a varied career. Yeah, absolutely. Can you share a unique career tip with the IT career and as an audience? Um, one they probably should know but don't. <laughs> well, I, I I have a kind of a strange way of looking at things in the sense of I've always had a purpose within each phase of my career. And I think it's important to have that kind of purpose and almost like a reverse planning mentality where you say, OK, I want to get to this point and I'm here right now. So what's the gap and how do I manage backwards from that end point today? But I, I also believe in, in being agile and flexible that sometimes what you get, what you end up with, it may not be what you set out for. It may not be that purpose that you uh, uh, that you defined for yourself. But every once in a while, you find that what you get is probably more valuable and more useful than what you thought you were going to do. So it's kind of having that open mind as well along the way. And I think the two together, from focus and the purposeful missions alongside the open-mindedness and the, the ability to see the opportunities that are around you are very important in a career. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think if people set out in their careers and think they have this linear path, it's going to there's already defined for them. They'll find out that it, it's not necessarily going to be that way at all. Yeah, the world has a way of changing things around you. That's it for does. sure. <laughs> exactly. Okay, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? I, I've had a lot of horrendous moments, to be honest. You know, some of my more <laughs> more junior days where uh, I've I've failed to meet deadlines or. Um, written really bad code and uh, been embarrassed by the level of my um, abilities. One of the most embarrassing that I've had, and it's happened twice to me in my career, is where I've sent the wrong email or the right email to the wrong person uh, and then 
but written, read out of context, that mail made a lot of sense in the wrong way to that person. So, you know, being basically offensive to somebody when it should have been very easy with the email that's sent. And it's amazing, you know, you've got some lovely tools nowadays where you can pull that email back, but the, the two times that it's done for, that it's happened to me, um, and you would have thought I'd learned after the first one, you know, too many <laughs> windows open, put, hit, hit the text in one box when you thought you were in another one, then hit send. And uh, I can still, as I talk to you about that now, I can still feel the emotion that I had when I realized what I'd done and couldn't pull it back. <laughs> Yes, I, I seem to remember a previous guest talking about doing something very similar um, and ended up sending what should have been an internal email to the end client. Yeah. So. yeah. L- luckily, I've never given away any IP or caused any major catastrophe, <laughs> just a lot of personal embarrassment on both occasions. Yeah. Okay, um, moving on from possibly your, your worst career moment, can you talk about your career highlight or greatest success and how that came about? Well, to, to be honest, most of the, the things that I look back on as success have been where I've helped other people. And, uh, you know, there have been some great landmarks within my own companies and things that we've achieved. But uh, my biggest success stories and things I, I think about every once in a while, you know, we're looking back at you're looking back at your career where I've helped other people to go on and be successful. So a good example recently is actually been working with a really nice uh, duo of founders in Portugal, helping them with their own startup nurturing them from the beginning as non-technical people coming into a technical startup and working with them within six months they've managed to achieve a valuation from external investors of over 700,000 euros and uh, it's kind of like looking at them and and seeing success for them knowing that we've had some small part of that journey or been helpful along, along the way that feels incredible to be honest and in Portugal that kind of number is important because if you take an average person you take an average salary for an average person over an average lifetime earnings earnings in Portugal is 350,000 euros so for two people to create two lifetimes worth of earnings inside well definitely inside a year but sort of six months that's a real landmark yeah absolutely so what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT well, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a strange beast that I like change. It's one of the things I, I feed off of and one of the things I love about IT in general and I love about the startup field that I'm in at the moment is there's so much change and so much to adapt to and so many trends always coming and refocusing. And you know, one of the biggest challenges I have every day is to stay relevant as a, as a 44-year-old person. I've had, I've had uh, 20 years inside the IT career and I'm fighting every week to stay relevant with the peer group that I have around me. Uh, a lot of the people that I'm working with are 15, 20 years younger than me, and they have a relevance in, in what they do and the tools they use and the way they code and the way they speak that's very different to the way I would do things. And I learn from them as much as I help them with stuff. Um, equally, I work with people who are in their 50s and 60s who have experience that from Silicon Valley or from other parts of the world that I've never had, and I learn from them probably more than I give to them as well. So, you know, this this constant learning, this constant adapting, this constant staying relevant, that's that's the thing I'm probably most excited about in this field. And it's very different to many other fields that you could be in. I mean, very much so. In terms of the way you keep up to date or try to keep relevant, how, how do you go about that? As you said, you talk to people all the time. Is there anything you do in addition to that to try to stay relevant? Well, it's funny, isn't it? You know, I spend a lot of my life now talking to people and interacting with people in different countries and different walks of life, but I'm naturally an introverted person. So yeah. it's, a, it's a kind of a strange way to, to take things in. 
I also read a great deal, uh, both online and and written, you know, like more contemporary, sorry, more more traditional formats like magazines and, and books and stuff. Um, but I consume a vast amount of information every day uh, through yeah. mobile devices and that's some that kind of some that kind of stuff. And going to a lot of events um, with the ecosystems that we've created and been involved with in in Boston and in Lisbon and in the UK. There's there's always events to go to every week. Um, some of the stuff that happens in Boston is is incredibly inspiring around very contemporary topics and things that I don't understand. So I have to learn a great deal in that environment. It's not just about contributing. It's literally sometimes learning from scratch on these things. I'm taking a blend of all of that. You're constantly staying up to date, but also not just from an information perspective, applying some of those things that you learn or you see on a basic level trying a new app trying a new way of working trying a new way of communicating um building communication groups using whatsapp rather than emailing people you know it's a small league the last but over the last three years i'd say now you do more in terms of communicating people in micro pockets using whatsapp than you do in email still do a lot of emails still receive a lot of spam but actually the way you interact with people is about smaller groups around tasks and so on do you think that's partly the way working practices have changed as well. I mean, obviously, IT very much is looking at agile all the time and, and bringing people together in that way rather than the sort of uh, monolithic approaches probably you and I have experienced in the past. Yeah, I, I, it's certainly a, a huge function of IT. Interestingly, 20 years ago, it was a huge function of the forces and they started talking about clustering, which is where you created high-performing units out of people, specialists within uh, platoons you would pull together like five or six people and then they'd pull in extra specialists form that cluster team for a certain mission and then dissolve again and move into other things and it feels like that approach is very much what i see every day on in startup land and i see within the companies we, we work with okay we're going to move into the reveal round now so you ready for this one go for it okay so what first attracted you to a career in it <laughs> I think I'm basically unemployable anywhere else. <laughs> I finished my my second my master's degree in physics, and uh, and I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I had no plan past that point, uh, and I was very lucky enough through a friend to have an opportunity to go and work with a great company uh, called GC Marconi Combat Information Systems, and I took that opportunity, which which began my career in IT proper. Although I'd been coding and stuff before that. Um, within my physics degrees I'd never done anything like I, I did at GEC and I learned a lot about aviation in that uh, I, learned, I learned a lot about mature processes and I learned a lot about a thing about things which uh, people like the historic history of, of IT so so in 90 97 98 when I was working on that stuff we were still using ticker tape uh, as part of the the testing mechanism, we were we were using cockpit voice recorders. We were using RLO two drives. We, we were also using silicon graphics machines. So I began then a sort of uh, thirst for knowledge of different things by that catalyst of that first job. But getting into it, literally, <laughs> sometimes you can't be anywhere else, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is the best piece of career advice you've ever received? Roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, my first my first mentor actually said when he and this was after my GC days he he said I used to think you were so brittle uh, that if I if I get like a, a cross instruction or 
asked you to do something you didn't understand, I thought you might actually break, you know, literally break down in front of me because you were so process driven and so kind of scientifically regulated. Uh, and he was, he just said to me, you need to be more flexible. You need to roll with things a little bit more. You need to take it a bit more in your stride. And it was, yep. a, it was a very informal. But I should also give a, a hat tip to my former business partner, Tony. He said something very similar. He actually did my personal review once wearing six different shades of gray. Uh, from his jumper to his shirt to his suit to whatever and uh, he didn't tell me the theme of the personal review because we used to do each other's reviews and he did the whole two hours and then he looked at me and he said Stu what am I wearing (laughs) (laughs) if you were to begin your career again what would you do (laughs) it's a really good question I literally have no idea I think as I say I'm probably unemployable in any other (laughs) Uh, environment so somewhere you know if you think about all the different careers that you have in terms of um, the ability to create great wealth within an environment that's incredibly dynamic and changing all the time that even within a you know a five-year span you can you can run out of relevance if you if you don't try to keep up where you're mentally and sometimes physically challenged to keep up with things across different time zones and in an environment with super smart people and get involved in creative discussions as well as human being discussions you know it's such a mix inside this field and i think so much of me as a person is exercised within an it environment that you you wouldn't necessarily expect if you know if you just think of it as as career coders it's not it's not the case and there's there's such a rich variety within this field and i probably couldn't be anywhere else and be as fully rounded and as exercised as i am by any other place as far as I can tell right now. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? <laughs> Staying relevant. <laughs> no, it, it genuinely is a, a clear objective. Uh, and at the, at the age that I am, I'm 44, I've got a couple of kids and, uh, and obviously a wife. And the balance thing is always a challenge because there's, there's more to do than there is time to do. Even smart triaging doesn't get it done. And so it's about finding the right priority within every day to be sure that you've done enough to create the right value but not done so much as to give them away the day falsely for you know tomorrow's promise because the children uh, and my wife and our family they're not something that you want to give away the time because the kids are never the same age and you never get the same interaction so staying relevant but also keeping a balance uh, my two primary objectives okay What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? <laughs> this, this, you're going to think this is a little strange, but my number one non-technical skill is being an only child. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, when you grow up as an only child, you have completely different filters because you learn everything yourself. You don't learn off a sibling. You don't mirror or reflect off that sibling. And you also have a sense of stubbornness and... Um, uh, focus that you, you because you don't share things so you only kind of have your own mind made up and uh, that skill if you like or that experience that I had as a, as a grow, somebody growing up helped me be uh, a startup that start my own start my own company before I was even even I knew I wasn't ready to do it helps me drive out changes when other people think they can't be done um, and helps me achieve things like a transition to Bangalore or a transition to, to Lisbon that other people would find very difficult. And, and within a 20-year career so far, I've probably done five or six things which even I didn't think I could do. And the only reason I've stuck, stuck them out or got them done is because I was an only child and deep-rooted in there was a sense of stubbornness that was going to get it done. 
Can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? I, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you go to WeWork or somewhere, they'll talk about do love. And I think, yes. I, and I think that's very important, but I think it's also can be a bit cliche. So I, w- I would reframe that and say, if you get up in the morning and you really want to get on with all this stuff, if you're in the sector that makes you feel vibrant and that you're achieving your greatest things there, then crack on. And hopefully that's IT because, you know, I enjoy it and I, and I hope other people listening to this will do too. But if it's not, you get up and you think it's a chore. If you're chewing through the day, hoping to go home and do something else, then just stop. <laughs> Life's too short. Nobody, nobody's going to love you for that. You know, you, you don't need to do it. Um, just go and do something else. You can make the money that you need somewhere else. You don't need to just chew through days. Okay. And finally, What's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, the best way right now is to go to canopy.city and have a look at uh, my profile on there and, and the things, you know, that spools off to blog, blogs and LinkedIn and, and other articles. But canopy.city is the, the main place where you find me at the moment. Stuart, thanks so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. See you later. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's great interview with Stuart Noakes. Full show notes can be found on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e29. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Steve Smith, an entrepreneur and software developer with a passion for building quality software as effectively as possible. And if you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.